Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch Season 2, Episode 19. I am Kamwa Hats and with me is Red Nightmare, as always. Let's go, roll the bank. Yeah, woo! <laughs> yeah, this, Cowboys. we're on the home stretch now for Season 2. This is, mm -hmm. this is it, this is Part 1 of 3, of also kind of 4, and then another one at Season 3. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be about the episode Liars, Guns and Money, which is the name for the whole uh, trilogy of three episodes. And this is part one, a not-so-simple plan. No, it really isn't <laughs> a very simple plan. It's really not. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we're in the home stretch. We're ramping up to the finale. We're getting back on board with Scorpius and Peacekeepers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that definitely starts happening in this episode. And, you know, we're on track to find Dargo's son. Remember, a few episodes ago, Stark said he knew where Joffy was and could point them there. Then he got disintegrated and, and you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's actually kind of where we open on is uh, everybody, well, Moya searching. Mm -hmm. Searching for Stark, following Nexus coordinates that Zan received. She says, from a vision of Stark. Yeah, but that's impossible because Stark is dead. Yeah, and she's on command. She's very frantic. She's like, no, we must keep following the coordinates. We have to. I know he's out there and Pilot it's thinks like, it's a waste of time. It's like been it's been three days. Yeah, and John thinks it's a waste of time. You know, we sent Aaron out on the long-range scout. She didn't find anything. Mm -hmm. Dargo is very frustrated because he wants to go find his son and he knows where that is. He knows where to go. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I. but Zan is, she's very desperate. She's actually kind of distraught. She's like, no, I'm not crazy. I was communicated to him by his mask. He talked to me. Yeah, and he she's holding it, me. turning it over in her hands. And, um... Son is going crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but, well, Chiana's there, and I think she says, you know, are you sure you didn't just imagine it? And yeah, like, sometimes I... you want something really badly that will and believe she's anything. actually quite dismissive, because she says, I don't need a lesson from you, child, and yeah, like, I... walks away. I like that sentence, it's like, oh, right, that's how mm. Zahn sees most of them. Well, especially Chiana, I think, because yeah. you, can, you can tell, because she then goes to John and says, you don't think I'm crazy, do you, John? You know, she she clearly doesn't think that way about John. No, and John's like, look, since I've arrived here, you've shown me incredible things. Mm. But we've been at this for three three days. I don't think that this mask was talk. And suddenly, <laughs> yeah, cause... Stark's face appears in the mask. It's like, don't give up, son. You must find me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's weird because it, like it. What's odd to me is I think what they're going for is it's some kind of weird vision. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, with Stark's magical powers or whatever uh but it looks like a hologram yeah <laughs> just the effect that they use for it so it's like what how is that happening <laughs> i feel like john's wait what <laughs> so just yeah the face that he pulls like huh he is holding like basically stark's head it's like alas poor stark <laughs> <laughs> i knew him a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he says no you have to keep going you're almost there and Pilot says, I'm detecting a shuttle with one life sign, very faint. And they'd say, okay, deploy the docking web, bring it on board. 
And this is actually, we've heard the do docking web has been mentioned a few times. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we've actually seen it. Yeah, it's it, it's some sort of, well, web. That... It's, it's a, like a, it's a electromagnetic net. It's like a big force field that goes out and pulls things in. Yeah, and it like, it starts like a loose bag around mm. the ship and then pulls tight around it. Yeah. Pulls it in. I like that it's not like uniform, like a big like circle or like a straight tractor beam kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of lumpy and like just folds around. I just like that little detail because it gives that kind of feeling of organicness yeah. to it, which is nice. So yeah, they bring the shuttle aboard and holy crap, actually Stark is inside. Yeah. And he's not, you know, he's barely alive. He's got, uh, he hasn't got his mask obviously, but he's got his face, the half of his face where his mask was is taped up with bandages. He's actually very, I think he's pretty frantic. He says, you know, I've done it, I've done it, I've found a way to save your son. Cut yeah. the titles. I, I mean, of course, like, that's the natural point. No wish to cut that. It's like, aha, there's your hook. There's a plot hook. Because earlier, uh, Zam mentions, like, yes, we know where they're going to sell him, but we have no money. There's no way we can save him. Right, because they're being sold at a slave auction. And I, and I was like, since when do you guys pay for anything? Well, it's either that or, like, try and... Uh, kidnap him i guess and yeah okay that... no, you're right entering a highly secure facility to take something uh, take something away that they want that would be suicide that would be crazy. It would be a very stupid be crazy. idea yeah so stark is well he's lying down on the bed now because he's not he's still not 100% <laughs> and everyone is well Crichton is like how the hell did you get here you died i saw you die on the on the hubcap he says yeah <laughs> you got disintegrated this is when Stark reveals that actually the physical body he has is not all of him. Like he's a, it's actually a it's a molecularly constructed shell because he's actually an energy being kind of guy. It was as clear to me as it should be, I think. <laughs> Basically, like he's part he, he he's an energy being. Like he's made of energy, but he made created the shell so that he could wander about and do normal things. Yeah. That's Apparently, which is, I guess, what his race does, and that's why he has the glowy thing under his face or under. Yeah, his, it's not. It's yeah. not entirely clear how this works and basically, why they do it or stuff like that. Yeah, it's basically like I died, I got better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do notice that when they when he takes the rags off and he puts his mask on, it seems like the glowy bit of his face it's far less glowing, and there's also seems to be some sort of almost postules at the edge yeah it, it it definitely isn't glowing bright orange like it was before no so anyway he says right okay i stole a ship and i've got but i've got a plan i've got the plan i've got the plan to save dargo's son it's all here it's all part of the plan and he rolls up some blueprints one thing i want to note about stark in this episode is previously he's been a little bit uh a little bit manical a little bit over the place once in a while yes this, this, he just goes full ham with it. Like yeah. <laughs> I wanted to mention it later in the episode, but I'm like, I think he didn't come back completely right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. some pieces think were, so. Were, were put back in the wrong order. And I like that, because it is a, he is noticeably different from his previous appearances, but we have not an explicit reason why, but, you know, you can, you can believe it, it doesn't seem completely out of place, because he just put himself back together. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it would feel cheap like he cheated death. But he did lose something along the way, Yeah, I think. He didn't come back completely right. I do think it helps that we didn't actually 
see him for very long before he died and then came back. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if it's, like, a long-term character who's been there for a long time and then they get killed off only to be brought back, it's like, okay, so you build up for that emotional punch and then undercut it immediately. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, it's Stark. He's kind of a side character up to this point. This is his third episode. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't... It's not a huge deal that he died and came back. (laughs) Alright, so what he's saying is, okay, Jothi is being sold in a lot of 10,000 slaves, like a batch Mm -hmm. lot. And I've got some blueprints and these key codes and they're for a place where we put loads of money is stolen and we can go and steal the money and make ourselves filthy rich in the process. (laughs) And his eyes laid up at that. Yeah, because apparently they're going to steal uh, from a Swiss bank. Sort of. Well, because he's describing it, and Aaron says, like, are you talking about a shadow depository? And he's like, yes, exactly. He's like, oh, that, what the shadow depository is, is a bank for criminals. Yeah, it's, and she's like, I've seen one of those. They have more firepower than a gamut base. Yeah, so let's go steal from that. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> really possibly brilliant. go wrong. But there's one nearby within range of a transport pod, so, you know, we can go steal the money. And which we can use to buy the slaves, then free them, presumably. And, and become filthy rich. Yeah, because we'll have more money than we need. And I like that John at this point asked, like, how did you get these plants? Oh, yeah. Oh, I um, helped the designer cross over, and these were his final thoughts. They're genuine. Did you kill him? <laughs> He's like, not exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, and that's where it gets dropped. I'm like, what do you mean, not exactly? What I think... Could you elaborate? Yeah. I mean, the way I read it was like, okay, helped him cross over, you know, um, was, I guess, we're going for the spiritual side and moved his spirit to the other side or whatever, which is not killing him. Although, who knows, maybe he did. That's why it's like, not exactly, and then Dargo starts making a fuss and that never gets touched on again. I'm like, just don't worry about it. Okay. Listen, everyone in this crew has done some questionable things when they need to survive. Fair enough. <laughs> Alright, so, anyway, Aaron says that, okay, this is a suicide mission if we go to this shadow depository, because it's armed to the teeth and ridiculous mm-hmm. levels of security. What's gonna, what are we going to do? Dargo, like you said, he starts making a fuss. He's like, well, we're going. Like, we're going, right? This, we're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it. I'm, And everyone else is like, I don't know, man. Like, it's really dangerous, and... I don't think it'll work, and Doug is like, it's, it's the only way to save my son. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's all my character would do. <laughs> well, yeah, he's just, he's laser focused on, like, I have to save my son, so he's going to go. I like that as John is like, look, man, I know it's important, but I don't think this is going to work. Uh, have I ever said that something was impossible despite what you said? No, I'm like, yes, you have. I was thinking, it's like, come on, Doug, you definitely have. You I, I absolutely can't have. a specific one, but I am absolutely yeah, certain man. that several times you said, it's impossible. This won't, this will not work, John. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm, come yeah. on, Doggo. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Doggo, like, just pushes past everybody and is like, fine, I'm going by myself. Mm-hmm. Nobody can stop him. And he, he gets in the transport and like starts heading down there, and Aaron and Crichton like are going through the corridors. Is like, pilot, get Dargo on the comms, and like, can you stop him? And it's like, I cannot. You know, you're but... all free to leave. He yeah, doesn't exactly. need my permission. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to stop him from doing it. 
but Dargo's not answering uh, on the... <laughs> he's not picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. They leave in Aaron's prowler to go down to the... Uh, well, they're, they're over a planet or a moon they're, or something. They're nearby. Yeah. As in, they're clearly out of sensor range, but they can get there with a transport pod or, or a prowler. Yeah, and we do see like the two CG shots of the transport pod going and the prowler also following, which mm-hmm. is then followed by an establishing shot of the Shadow Depository, which was really cool. It's gorgeous. I loved it. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. It's set like during a uh, during a, a, a very heavy rain, yeah. rainstorm, and it's like it's c- very dark and clouded, and everything is cloaked in shadows, and it's beautiful. It, it's like again, once again, like a common theme in Farscape is uh, vertical space, mm-hmm. and it's all like uh, towers and spires, but it's like dark and industrial. It and looks it seems like... to be built on an ocean. It looks. It wouldn't be out of place in like the scenes in the human world in the Matrix, right? I was. I was actually reminded of Alien. Yeah, that also, that also works. Yeah, and yeah, but like you said, it's raining, and you see the prowler like fly along there. There's also like it's like there's cloud, and there's a soft kind of uh, peach sort of color of light mm-hmm. coming through. It just looks really good, and actually. It stood out to me. I was like, wow, this this shot has aged really well, yeah. <laughs> I feel, in comparison to certain other like CG shots or like establishing things we've seen mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the season. Then we see we do actually get a top down of the shadow depository and it's like there's a an eight pointed star shape yeah. on the base with a big tower on top of it and you've got the light reflecting off it. It, it looks really great. I'm it's, uh, it's a beautiful shot. Yeah. It's really Very well done. It's in there. Yeah, so Aaron and John are flying down onto there to uh, try and find Dargo. I will say that the establishing shot has aged a lot better than the actual sets. <laughs> <laughs> it still looks pretty good. It does look pretty good because we see the inside and lots of people milling around, lots of different aliens, and there's sort of large columns with perforated holes in them. And remember, actually, I think I mentioned this last time that uh, they tried to get a budget increase for these three episodes, mm-hmm. and the they succeeded, and it shows. Yeah. Because we've got a lot more sets, and a lot more costuming, and that CG shot, it all uh, works really well. Anyway, so they're looking around for Dargo, and there's a bunch of people chatting. There's a, we get a shot of a blue woman, mm-hmm. who's not Zan, uh, no. talking to uh, someone who's clearly like a customer of the uh, Shadow Depository. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a criminal, let's be honest here. Yeah, and, but then Crichton looks at him and is like, oh, it's Scorpius! Because we, we see like oh. Scorpius's face and then Aaron's like, that's not Scorpius, you're having visions again, look. I, I like that Aaron is clued into this now so that, you know, we can, we don't have to have John, you know, hiding it and going crazy. It's like Aaron can actually bring him out of it and help yeah. him along. She knows this, like, Look, you're seeing things again. And she's not being... She's not like, oh, John, you're, don't be stupid. You're seeing things. She's actually helping him, you know. She's, yeah, she's she's uh, taking this seriously. Yes. Uh, despite the fact that she mumbles under her breath and we're supposed to be looking out for Darko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking through the uh, Shadow Depository, the lobby, I guess. But, mm-hmm. of course, their weapons get detected. <laughs> yeah, and a security man comes over and is like, hey, put those, you'll have to turn your weapons in. And He's like, okay, here you go. Yeah, but Crichton pulls the, uh, ah, you, are well done, you've passed the tests. <laughs> like, good job, good job. He's uh, like, why are you here? We'd like to make a deposit. 
What? I love this from John. He says, something unique. Have, have you ever heard of KFC? <laughs> <laughs> it is, to my knowledge, unique in the universe. And unique is always valuable. Which is not wrong. You know, no. it's it's a line he stole from Scorpius, but he's right. Yeah, and he says, now we have managed to procure the 11 secret ingredients. <laughs> I mean, he destroyed them so well. <laughs> but as he's doing this, uh, Dargo is off in the background, uh, like looking around sneakily, and there's a door, and he just breaches it and go, tries to go through it. And, of course, it sets off a bunch of alarms, and he gets captured and, like, thrown to the floor. Yeah, and he fights back a bit, but... He doesn't. He doesn't win that from the security guards. Yeah. So I mean, what did you think was going to happen, Dargo? And then um, I love this. He's he's lying down on the floor, being beat, having been beaten up. And then the blue woman who we saw before walks over to him. But like the shot of that is from his like point of view on the ground. We just see these two legs come towards him mm-hmm. in what in what look like high heels, but actually yeah. aren't because. Uh, we realize that her legs are like she's got like a carapace. Yeah, she's she has a chitinous armor, carapace like. Like she is the same woman who was talking to the other guy earlier. And for the ease of things, her name is Natira, which we will find out later. But she's basically in charge of the bank, of the Shadow Depository, and she is a full costume alien, like. Oh. Top to bottom, like even even she even she even wears special contacts. Her makeup job, they did a phenomenal job with yeah. her. Like just the design of it and the like execution of it, it's really and, good. And still, how much she's able to, how much they left open so she could express. Yeah. Without making it look like they're she's wearing a helmet with clear openings in it. Yeah, like so she's got uh false teeth as well, so she's got like pointy teeth mm-hmm. and she's just got like lots of detail on like the it's like a sort of insectoid carapace and there's like yeah. spines on her head and uh it and like spines on her shoulders and just top to bottom, head to toe. Reminded me a little bit of uh the Calcivore from Bone to Be Wild. Yeah, in the same kind of head, you know, head to toe costume. This time it's blue, and you've got the spines kind of come around over the front of her face. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I would recommend like if you have if you're not watching along, at least go and look this up because if we were to sit here and describe it, we would take all day because no, it's it, so intricate. It's, it's impossible to describe how great that looks. It's so intricate and it's really good. And yeah, she's it's Google Farscape Matera. That should show something up. Yeah, we'll just look for this episode. But yeah, she's it's a great costume job, and it really uh, stands out. So anyway, what she's doing is that uh, she's you know questioning uh, Dargo, and he says, "Oh, your security is weak." Blah blah blah. Mm. <laughs> like she says, "Ah, oh, he's a Luxon. Well, they're, they're incompetent at war, a bunch of other things, but uh, this one seems intelligent." <laughs> okay, well, that's that's the first I've heard anybody say that about Dargo. But okay, fair enough. Um, but she says he he thinks he's going to be interrogated. Well, this is a dance, and we should not disappoint him. Okay. Basically, like, you know, he thinks he's going to be interrogated. He's probably counting on it. You know, I could not do that. But no, let's not disappoint him. I feel... Yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go with this. Yeah. We now go back to Moya, because everyone's clear, they've cleared off there. And uh, Crichton immediately goes after Stark. Like he just grabs him and like throws him down. He's like he's really angry. He's like you. Especially his facial expression. Yeah, he's like you set him up, didn't you? You set Dargo up to be caught and captured, and 
He says, no, 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 it's all part of the plan, all part all, of the plan. All part of the plan, all part of the plan. So, okay, Dargo breached the code, breached the security, so now they're going to reset the codes, and while they're doing that, I can hack in and I have to work quickly. Six arms. Ah, leave me alone. Yeah, he's still very, like, manic and jerky and like, yeah, yeah, Crichton is just pissed off, it's just like... Yeah, you can see it in his face. I, I think this is the most pissed off face I've seen from uh, John. Yeah, and yeah, he's just really, really pissed off. There's a quick scene, again, with uh, Natira and Dargo, where they get to work um, torturing him or, you know, interrogating him, I suppose. He's, he's basically not saying anything, and she's inflicting a lot of pain. Says, oh, we know lots of ways to hurt people. <laughs> Do you like that? Are you into that? Yeah, she's actually kind of, you know, acting a little sexy with, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, maybe you like the pain. That's all right. We can find ways around that. And she actually puts up her foot, like, like I said, she's quote wearing high heels. I guess that's supposed to be part of her anatomy. But yeah. she puts her foot up on his chest and like digs her heel into it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, kinky. I mean, what? <laughs> so yeah, then we go back up to Moya and it's another part of the plan, I guess, because we've got Zan, Rigel and Chiana. And uh, they're, what they're doing is they're basically putting Rigel inside a statue of a Hynerian. I love how as they're talking, that you can see that statue sh slowly being built up by the DRD. You just slowly, Rigel disappears. Yeah, and he's like, I want 10% of this, you know. He's, oh, 7% is not enough. He's obviously haggling for his cut, because of course he is. Um, but what they're going to do is they're making some gas to knock him out, so that his, mm -hmm. suspend his bodily function so it won't be picked up by a scan. Of course, Rigel is complaining throughout this entire procedure. Yeah. And he's nervous, so he farts, which means he talks with a high voice for a moment. <laughs> you know, as usual. Yeah. Zan finishes fiddling with the gas canisters, like, right, here we go. Oh, and uh, gives herself and Chiana a pill that will inoculate them against it so that they mm -hmm. don't get knocked out and go, okay, here we go. Waves it over Rigel and he just goes, thump. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to see Stark who's got all the plans laid out on the table and he's got like a device that he's putting chips in and out of and he's like nope mm -hmm. that's not it that's not it that's not it no that's not it Crichton comes over and is like hey buddy you said we had six or however many arms left and it's like we've time's like, almost up yeah we've got one arm left you've got to hurry up He's like, I have to do it in the right order and go away, leave me alone, you know, I have to get it right. And then, and then he finds the right one. Yeah, and a big hologram comes up of the Shadow Depository. And then Crichton goes to put, like, the discarded chips, like, back on the table. And Stark is like, no, not there. My side, your side, my side, your side. And that's the point where we're like, uh-oh. Yeah, and then, then he says, like, okay, leave me alone. Go away. Do nothing. That's what Dargo says you do best. Which at this point, John is like, he pulls his pistol, puts it in on Stark's neck, and it's like, okay, house rules. You don't lie to me. Did Dargo really say that? And Stark looks up and he's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. He's like, okay, Good. never lie to me. Anything else you want to confess? Like, this, the scene earlier where John was really angry mm -hmm. was like, oh, wow, he's pissed off. This was scary. Yeah. He was, like, just completely cold and, like, barest movement on his face. And it's like, you don't lie to me. I don't trust you. So let's make sure that you know what happens if you try to screw us over. Yeah. Whew. 
And I like just before he goes away, it's like, look, guilt trip me all you want, just don't lie to me. And I just love that that subtle acting on Ben Browder's face when mm-hmm. he's got the gun to Stark's head of like barely moving. It was really effective. But Stark is in, you know, he's hacked into the system. Chiana and Zan are ready to bring Rigel into the Shadow Depository. And to do this, they basically got a cover. Like, yes. So this is basically the, this is the plan. We put Rigel in, and he'll wake up. He'll, they'll have a man on the inside. He'll be inside the vaults. But of course, to do this, they have to pose as criminals, because this is a bank for criminals. Okay, so Chiana poses as a criminal? Well, you know, easy enough. That's, I'm sure she can manage that. Um, but <laughs> what's really impressive is that Zan is now playing the role of the criminal. Since when is she good at lying? Because <laughs> she does it very, very well. Well, yeah, she's wearing like a black um, leather like coat and an eye patch, and yeah. is just really playing yes. up the. No, that, you hear that correctly, dear listener. Is Zan with an eye patch? Yeah, it's great actually because she does yeah. a really good job. And thank God, Zan is actually doing something. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. I was like, yes, <laughs> finally. It's great. So they go down to the Shadow Depository, talk to Natira, and are like, oh, we have this thing, we just want to leave it in overnight, it's uh, time-sensitive. Also, I'd like my Luxon back. Yes, we sent him in to test your security. We found it rather lacking. And Natira, she, you know, reluctantly says, okay, you can have him back and we will store this for you. And Zan and Chiana's like, go take him back to the ship. Oh, and uh, your assistants, Crichton and Aaron, so they're posing as uh, Zan's assistants, they're basically all posing as like Zan's posse or you know group, yeah. um, but I, of course Zan is calling herself Arala, you know false name, the whole works. Exactly. Uh, I have to admit, the first time watching like Crichton and Aaron's role was a little unclear, but yeah, they're they're her assistants, and so they have to go and stay, stand in the observation lounge, which mm-hmm. are the rules. You know, you can't go any further, that kind of thing. And the observation lounge has got a bunch of security camera feeds. Yeah. Stuff. They have to be lucky with the, with the cover that John came up with because otherwise they would have had a problem as posing them as guards the second time through. Yeah. That, that... It, it lines up with the, the two stories line up, which helps. Yeah, which, yeah, exactly. And that's almost entirely by coincidence because they chased after Dargo. Mm-hmm. And like, based, I think Stark was trying to imply that that was part of the plan. But I figured it was like improvisation. I think it was part of the plan, and we'll get what, get to why later. I know, like Stark seems to says it was, but like the way it shows in the episode, it seems a little unclear because mm. Dargo just storms off without anybody. Although maybe Stark knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Look, he's been thinking about this for a long time. He I guess so. At some point. Yeah. So anyway, uh, now we see Natira take Zan to the uh, vault, which mm-hmm. is another. A different set, obviously, but it's... Oh, it's actually really uh, cool-looking. It's large Again, white... Again, with the eight-sided star in this one. Yeah, and it's... it's motif that keeps octagon. showing up everywhere, which yeah. I like. octagons as well, and it's just, like, white panels, just a big white room uh, with, like, inlaid star and octagon designs and a big diamond-shaped thing, tetrahedron mm-hmm. kind of thing in the middle... What I like is that when the door opens to that room, where also the camera's already in the room, the door opens, and you expect them to step through, mm. and, but they're way shorter than you expect because the room is way larger than it looks. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how did they get so... Oh, oh, this room is large. <laughs> 
But yeah, so Natira is uh, showing Zan around. It's like, okay, let's open up the door to your vault. <laughs> and it opens up another big uh, octagonal door on the other side. And we see in CGI, we see sort of cubicles or large cubes just shifting around. There's in loads corridors. of them. Like it goes really far back. Yeah, conveyor system or something. It's a little bit like, like in Monsters Inc., where there's all the doors. Yeah, 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 like something like around. that. So, like, obviously this place is a lot bigger than, than it looks, because we've mm. only seen a few sets. Yep. They're like, okay, uh, well, here comes your vault now, and the one cube, like, detaches and just comes zooming, like, really fast into the into the room and just, like, stops right in front of them. And sounds like, ooh. Natira is just, like, standing there, like... I like the Natira says, yeah, that happens to everybody the first time. But, yes, yeah, so that comes up and the door opens and they put in... Uh, Zan's stuff, including, of course, Rigel in his uh, statue. Now, of course, so so far, so good, right? You know, we've got the plan, and it's, it's seems, working. It's working, and of course... This because is, we're halfway through the episode. It's time to throw a spanner in the works, yes. in the shape of everybody's favorite bad guy, Scorpius! Oh, I thought you were going to say Maldus. Damn it. Okay, everybody's other favorite bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I agree. Scorpius is my favorite bad guy. <laughs> yeah, because Aaron and Crichton are in the observation lounge, and they're like, John is hearing voices in his head again. Yeah, he's hearing the whispers of. I guess. Oh wait, he's wait. He, he, like he's trying to bat a um a fly away. And he's like, no, get out of my. Yeah. Shut up. And uh, Aaron turns around and says, Scorpius. He's like, yeah, no, he's just talking to me. He'll shut up. He's like, no, no, Scorpius, on the monitors, he's here. Like, I, also, I like because at the start there's two of the uh, staff are also with them in the room, and one whispers something to the other. And if you listen carefully, you can hear him say, "Scorpius is here." Yeah. So I knew this like 15 seconds beforehand, but yeah. But they see him walking in, and Lieutenant Bracker is there as well, of course, yeah. in tow. And, uh, and Scorpius is nurse. Mm-hmm. So they're watching on the monitor, and they're like, "Oh crap, Scorpius is here." And... Son, hurry up. <laughs> Yeah, you got to hurry up and get out of there before he gets in there. And what they actually see on the monitor is uh, Scorpius having his oil changed, yeah. having the uh, cooling rod <laughs> taken out, which we know that during Look at the Princess, we find out that he's vulnerable to heat. We know that. Yeah, and we've, and we've and, seen and, this scene a few times. Uh, well, actually, sorry, more importantly, what I, what I meant to say was John knows that. He knows yeah. that is susceptible to heat. What he doesn't know... They don't know about the cooling rods. No, we do. We've seen it several times, but the crew has never seen that. That took me a second to process. It was like, oh, right, of course, like, we've seen it, but they haven't. No. And so this is the first time they know that he has the cooling rods in his head that have to be changed, otherwise he overheats. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, we can work with this. <laughs> Good to know. Mm. But, Zan, get the hell out of here, because Scorpius is here. And Scorpius is being held up by one of the officials. Like, look, confidentiality with clients. Natira would kill, me, uh, would fire me if I let you in while she's still with another client. And I love that at this point, Scorpius just looks at Bracca. Bracca walks up, knees the man in the stomach, gives him an elbow to the back. It's like he collapses on the floor, and Scorpius is like, "There we go. Now it won't be your fault." Yeah, <laughs> and that's <laughs> a courtesy punch. A courtesy punch, I call that. Yeah, here. Hold still for a moment. We'll make sure you don't lose your job. Bam! <laughs> so, yeah, he's, like, very insistent. He wants to see Natira, and Zan just manages to get out of there before Scorpius mm -hmm. gets to her. And here's the interesting thing. Uh, Scorpius and Natira 
have an unusual relationship, certainly for people interacting with Scorpius that we've seen before, mm -hmm. because they actually, I believe I'm right, they exchange a hug when they see each other. Yeah, they, they're acquaintances of each other. They clearly know each other already, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't recall in fear like the most, most people would do, so. It's really, actually the scene of when she walks towards him and he puts his arms up for her, like a hug is really fucking creepy. Because <laughs> it's Scorpius doing that, you're like, ah, no. I mean, it's, he doesn't hug her as intently as he did with John during Look at the Princess. Yeah. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Okay, so Dan Crane and Aaron, they, they make their way out of there. They're like, okay, let's get off this get lost. Then we see Scorpius and Natira talking to each other and find mm -hmm. out that, uh, well, she thought he was dead because the Gamak base uh, was destroyed. Yeah. And he's like, I want my property. You know, he was clearly storing something here. And she's like, well, I seized your goods because I thought you were dead. Actually, I like how <laughs> Scorpius says... You seized my goods, didn't you? Well, the, I, she's like, yeah, duh. She's like, of course, uh, you were dead. And <laughs> I like that he's like not really ma angry at her. Probably what he would have done. He's like, but I want my stuff back. Uh, that's gonna be hard. Oh no, it's more like she doesn't want to give it back. <laughs> but he's like, okay, well, no, you will. Uh, I can provide you with goods of the same value. And he's like, no, triple the value. <laughs> And eventually... And yeah. she's like, twice? He's like, a triple. Okay, I'll make it a triple. This might take a moment. And I'm like, what the hell does he have on her that she's prepared to give this much money? And what was he storing here that he was so intent on getting? Yeah, and I, w I will say also, that, like, the reason I said like they have a different relationship than we've seen is because this entire scene of him talking to her. Actually, by this point, they've moved into a different room. He's sitting on like yeah. a suspended chair with a bunch of strings and so on. But uh, this is basically bad guy flirting right oh, yeah. now. That's what's going on oh, here. Yeah. They're getting it on. <laughs> Not quite, but yeah, again, it's pretty close. So mm -hmm. anyway, back up to uh, Moya. Crichton again is angry with Stark. So it's like, the theme of this episode. He's like, hey, Buddy, did you know Scorpius was hiding something there? And he puts his finger to Stark's neck, kind of like no, a gun. I, I like it even better that he walks in. Hey, really me this. What is black and white and black and white and black and white? And he does that finger, uh, a circular motion with his fingers, like, Scorpy? And he's like, yep. Bingo. <laughs> you got it. He's here? He's like, did you know he had something at the Shadow Depository? No. Finger to his neck. What did we talk about? Yes, I know, knew, but I didn't expect him to be here. He says, well, I'm here for Targo's son and my people. And, and If I... we steal from Scorpius in the meantime, that's a net bonus. Yeah, so yeah, they're stealing from Scorpius is the important thing here. Not entirely. I think they're stealing something, someone else, and I'll get to that at the end. There's Sorry. some interesting things happening in this episode that are just below the surface. All right, so Aaron asks Pilots, like, is Scorpius's command carrier here? And he's like, no, it's just a small ship. Uh, which Aaron is like, okay, that's a marauder on a stealth trajectory. Mm -hmm. So that's not good. So yeah, okay, now we've got all this to deal with. And Stark says, well, don't worry, I've modified these comms so that they have, they'll they'll be encrypted so we can talk to each other without anybody listening in. Mm -hmm. And this little device was a passkey to control all the depository's doors. And at this point, John's like, okay, great. One thing, 
Son, could you whip me something up that uh, reacts explosively with heat? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, um, I could make some, uh, I forget what it's called, but some paste that will do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, good, do that for me. And I like how Aaron at that point says, like, John, don't make this a vendetta. And John's like, I didn't. It's- Heavily implying Scorpius did. Yeah, so, yeah, he says, like, um, this isn't vengeance, this isn't revenge, this is justice. Like we're gonna get, we're gonna get Scorpy. It's it's funny because Stark and John both have the same bone to pick with mm. uh, Scorpius. They've both been in the chair. Yeah, I do like that. So we do then go back down to the Shadow Depository with Natira and Scorpius. Uh-huh. And she says, "I've got some, you know, I've got some. What does she call them? Beridium ingots, which uh, they're worth triple the value of your goods. So yeah. that's all fine, and that's all great. Everything will be fine." I it's like... going to take me a while to get them, though. And then he dismisses Braca and his nurse. Yeah, and they're like, but, but, no, 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 it's fine. And Zira can take care of me. She knows how the cooling rods work. Yeah, it's like, leave the cooling rods, that'll be fine. So, I, I like that. I know, I know several ways of beating off excess heat, Natira says. <laughs> it's like, oh okay. man, these two, these two clearly have a past. Oh yeah. Like, come on. And, you know, she knows how... I like the subtle thing, like, she knows how to operate the rods and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like that we're meeting someone who has a past with Scorpius. Like, and, 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 and not one that who has a past with Scorpius that terrifies that person. Yeah, she seems to be kind of equal footing with him in some respects. Mm-hmm. Not like most of the people who know Scorpius are like his um, underlings or other peacekeepers. <laughs> They're just terrified of Scorpion in a slightly different way than the rest of the crew. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so meanwhile, in the vault, Rigel has managed to get free from his uh, statue prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got a little device in his hand. He's like, okay, simple enough. Crawl into the next vault, and this device will lo- locate me. And and he's climbing up. Like, oh, oh, no, Dominar should have to do this. <laughs> and I knew he was going to complain about that. I just saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> As he's doing this, uh, Zan and Shiana, along with Crichton and Aaron, have come back to make the withdrawal. Which are like, well, that's unusual. It's, uh, so for such a short uh, deposit, it's like, well, my life is unusual. Also, I said it was going to be a day, so why are you complaining? I think the idea is that, like it was less than that, because they're like, okay, Scorpius is here. Let's move things up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, just before we go to see Rigel... Is mm-hmm. um, it's quite quick between John and Dargo, because Dargo is recovering in his quarters from being yeah. beaten up, and Chiana is there as well, you know, looking after him. And John comes in. He's <sighs> like, "Are you okay? How do I look? You look like crap." Well, there's your answer. And at some point, he's like, "Well, we're going on with the plan." Oh, you're committed now. Yeah, whose fault is that? Yeah, he's like, I. He starts arguing with Dargo and says, "I didn't come here to fight." but I wanted to see how you were. Yeah, no, they start arguing, and Dargo says at some point, well, somebody had to act. And I'm like, no, you didn't, you frelling idiot. <laughs> yeah, man, and they're like, okay, fine, fine, be that way. And there's clearly now there's some more tension between John and Dargo, you know. Yeah, and he's like, I didn't come here to fight, I just came here to talk to see how you were. And Dargo's like, well, that's been taken care of, so you can leave. Like, oh, wow, okay. There's some kind of, yeah, another kind of rift between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where that goes. So, meanwhile, back with everything else, yeah. Rigel is switching over to the other container. 
the way this plan is working is like he's got a device that when he gets into the other container that'll let Stark know where he is and Stark can hack the system to call that one forward which yeah. which has the money and stuff in it that they're going to yeah. steal. And so you know he's switching over and but because of the the timing like he's just like just got into the other one when mm-hmm. it gets called up and he's holding on to the Onto a railing on the top of it as it just goes zooming along. Like, it's like, <laughs> his robes fall off, and then when it stops, he just falls down into the into the vault. Yep, manages uh, to quickly get in the crate. Apparently, <laughs> to be fair, how is this is shot? You don't see Rigel switching containers, so it took me a while to realize that. Oh, oh, he swapped containers. That's yeah, what they yeah. did. Yeah, no, you just see him like pop his head out and then like use the little devices like, okay, let's go over there and then try and get into the mm-hmm. other one. Yeah. So uh, Aaron and Crichton are actually in the observation lounge again, of course, and they're looking around and he's actually fiddling with the controls like to, f- to switch cameras to try and find Scorpius. Yeah. And he does. Mm-hmm. He finds, as he calls it, the Discovery Channel. Oh, God. Because... Oh. oh, this is... Oh, okay, so they find Scorpius oh. and Natira, and we get we cut to a close up of the two of them, and she's licking his head. Yeah, like like I said, they weren't getting it. They were getting it on now. Oh yeah, not before, but now she's licking his head, and he's lying down, like. Mm-hmm. And then they actually they leave the room. John's like, leave the rods, leave the rods, leave the rods. Yes, okay, Aaron, come with me. Wait, where are we going? <laughs> and he's like, right, I got a plan. So they're gonna, yeah, they go find the room where Scorpius was. They grab the cooling rods, and he's like, okay, I'm going to take this one out, and Crichton is... His plan is to put the paste that Zan made for him on the cooling rod. When it's in Scorpius's head, that paste will react, and he'll, his head will basically go boom. Yeah, but uh, he tries to do it, but he can't. Like, and he physically can't, because... Yeah, he's like, his hands are shaking, and he can't get the two together, and over this we keep... He, he's already heard Scorpius's voice trying to wave it away, like, no, no, get away, I'm trying to do this, get get away. And that whispering gets more and more intense as he's trying to do this, and he says, like, I can't do this, and Aaron's like, no, you can't, here, give me that. Yes. <laughs> she puts the paste on, they hear someone comes, like, okay, put it back, put it back, put it back. She quickly closes everything up, and John already dies behind uh, the sofa, Aaron dies after him, right on top of him. They have to stay there, just noses basically against each other so they don't pop over the thing. And, like, Scorpius's nurse comes in and takes the uh, box and Mm -hmm. just leaves and, like, okay, that's good. Okay. I I like that Aaron's like, okay, you can't do this clearly, let me do this. Yeah. The next scene we see is uh, Scorpius's rod being inserted. They're in the central chamber where all the vaults are. Yeah, and he, he he clearly needs a change, again. Yeah, and so you know they're like he wants his he wants his stuff. Yeah, and at this point, Zahn and Chiana have already taken Rigel back onto a transport plate and are le- trying to leave the station. <laughs> but then, then we see that they open up the case that was supposed to be uh, Scorpius's stuff, and no, it's actually the stuff that uh, Zahn put in there. They, yeah. they they did the old switcheroo. Yeah, <laughs> and Scorpius is like, oh, what is this? And Whose uh, stuff is this? This is the Delvian's woman. And Scorpius is like, wait, Delvian? 
Who were with them? Uh, Luxon, uh, Nabari, two Sebastians, like, Crichton! Right, yeah, and he's like, shut down everything, lock the base down. He's like, Jumping to conclusions there, but okay, fair enough, they're the right conclusions. Well, listen, like, if you've got a group of a Luxon, a Delvian, a Sebastians, a Nabari, it's like, that narrows it down quite a lot. That's fair. Like, that particular group is like, okay, we got to catch them. And um, basically says, like, okay, so I don't get my money but if you bring me Crichton then I'll wipe out all the debt like bring me the Crichton wipe away the debt because <laughs> he asks her how much do you owe me and he, uh, right before he, uh, she answers puts a finger on it in every way more than I can ever repay you if I leave with this man in custody all will be forgiven and you can see her like holy shit and it's like oh oh I see so yeah, now everyone has to be on the run because they're going to start locking down the uh, shadow depository, trying to catch them. Doors mm-hmm. slammed down in front of them. The doors, by the way, are really ornate. They're lattice work with like that eight-sided star inside of them, and yeah. they're they're not just like a big heavy door. They actually look really good, and you've got like lots of like inlaid lattice work throughout the entire yeah. all of the sets. It looks really good. Like you said, the budget it was oh yeah it was really showing. And so, you know, they're, they're on the run. They're trapped now between these doors, and John is trying to open it with Stark's device, and it's not working. And they're on the comms with Stark, and he's like, okay, if we jam the video signal, then we can turn the device on, because it's turned off, because otherwise I'll know where you are. Yeah. We and need he, to get out of here. <laughs> he starts jamming the comms signals. Also, at this point, Chiana and uh, Zahn are also stuck. Yep. And the guard that's with them is like, hold it! And... <laughs> <laughs> Sanchez turns around, knocks him out, goes back to trying to get the gate open. Like, <laughs> come on, Stark, get us out of here. Get us out of here. Come on, man, we need your help. And we see Stark actually sitting at his console, and he's panicking. Yeah, he's freaking out. He's like, I don't, I don't, oh. This wasn't supposed to happen. And Dargo's like, hey, man, come on, we need to get them out of there. And uh, Aaron's got a plan, which is says, you know, we need to get Zan, Rigel, and Chiana out, and me and Crichton will act as a diversion. Stark's like, no, that's too dangerous. And eventually he's like, is able to get it working and gets the starts opening the doors. Mm-hmm. Crichton starts hearing Scorpius again, though, like really bad this time. He starts yeah. batting him away. And uh, Aaron grabs him, pushing him off to the side. And John actually just, like, kisses her. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying to tell her about what's happening. He's like, Scorpius did something to my brain. Like, I... When I was in the chair, and it's getting worse. And he's like, I, I need to tell you how I feel about you. Because he, he clearly thinks like he might not come back from this. I like how he says, like, look, if Scorpion takes me, he's just like, I know, shoot you. No, shoot him. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, I need to tell you how I feel. And Aaron said, I love this, she says, no, you don't. He's, he's like, like, yes, I do. She says, no, no, you don't. Like, she knows. Yeah, it's like, I, I love that. that She doesn't say it, but she's like, no, you don't. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she's implying. So, yeah, John is able to pull himself together, and they're like, okay, we need to... Two need guards show up. Plan. They know where they're coming. <laughs> and I love that there's, like, the guards come around the corner, and they both just haymaker the guys in the face. Love that. John knocks out the other one afterwards. I love that they're like, okay, we've got an idea, and they start taking the uniforms off, and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a classic thing. Oh, great, yeah, no, we can put this on, and then, oh, perfect. 
And then more guns come around the corner. I, I like that John's like, no, no, no this will work. And Aaron's like, this is not going to work. <laughs> and then more guards come around the corner and it's like, they went that way. <laughs> he throws the costumes to one direction, heads off in another corner. I love the like, they went that way. <laughs> That's not going to work, you idiot. <laughs> oh, this is great. Like, I know we've made comparisons to D&D before, but this really feels like a session. Where they're like, of course, the it doesn't work properly, and you know, including it being set off by a character just doing something. Yeah, and like the big bad evil guy shows up as well. Yeah, <laughs> like you're actually stealing from him, and it's like, oh, it's beautifully planned. <laughs> All right, so back with Scorpius and Natira, who are now watching the feeds in the observation lounge, his rod starts failing, like it's the the thing starts going off, and his uh, he just starts to collapse a little bit. He, he, ha- he he's having a bit of a headache. That's what I'm I'm reading into this. And his nurse is like, "We need to replace it. You're going through them too fast." And he waves her away and keeps walking because he's going he's going to the main chamber because uh, that's if they keep going at the speed they're going right now, they should be able to intercept John. And he sends his other two, uh, Braca and one of the guards here, sends them forwards like. Go capture him. Bring him back alive. Yeah, and this is when he says to Natira, like, if you do this, uh, all is forgiven, because yeah. you owe me a lot. Okay, so Zan, Rigel, and Chiana have got to the last door that they need to get past to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But now Stark, who was panicking earlier, he's just, like, completely frozen up at the thought of the plan not working. Yeah, because he's like, this is my fault. They're going to die because of me. And Dargo appears behind him, like, to comfort him and say, if you don't get them out of there, I will kill you. <laughs> comfort. Uh, which comforts him as much as you would expect. So he's like, no, no. And he panics and starts slamming the uh, computer device onto the table. The hologram disappears. And Dargo's, like, just immediately stuns him with his tongue because he's like, okay, he's clearly lost it. I can't use him anymore. I'll have to I'll do need this. to try and do yeah. this, set it up. And I find this interesting because... Throughout this, Stark has several times said, I've thought about this a lot. I've thought this plan completely through. And now that it's reach, uh, hitting a snag, he can't improvise. Yeah. He's so locked into his original mm. plan yeah. that he can't realize that he needs to keep going. He needs to just make it up as he goes right now. He's not able to improv right now. And so, of course, Dargo has to take over, and Dargo's like, which of these is working? And is able to get things working again. Yeah. And again, like, Crichton tries to tell Aaron how he feels. It's like, you know, I need to tell you. He says, no, you don't. You really yep. don't. No. We need to keep moving. Yep. And Scorpius is on the way to intercept them. And so uh, Zan, actually, Zan, Chiana, and Rigel, they get uh, held up by guards. They're like... They hear guards approaching they hear from them behind coming, them. Yeah. And they're like, okay, uh, what do we do? Ah, Jenna, here, take this. Uh, take the inoculation pill. I'll take one as well. And Rigel's like, <laughs> do I get one too? Do I get one? Of course I don't get one. Oh. Nobody ever thinks of Rigel. <laughs> and then, yeah, more guards come uh, to capture them. And, of course, uh, Zan... Also, the, uh, I like that also the door they were trying to get through opens. More guards appear. Like, thanks for that, idiots. We're opening the door. Yeah, and then the, so Zan gets a canister of gas and throws it to the floor to knock everybody else out. Yeah, and it, Rachel, on top of the uh, the cargo crate, is like, oh, Frel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Zan and Chiana are like, actually laughing about it a little bit. It's like, see, all I, I told you I had to fix the mixture a little bit. Yeah, now it, now it works quicker. <laughs> 
so then uh, Crichton and Aaron and Zan and Chan they all they all meet up because another door opens. Mm -hmm. They come through and they're like pointing guns are like oh okay it's just you guys okay yeah. let's get out of here <laughs> i like how aaron walks in and matter-of-factly asks is rachel dead <laughs> no no he's just knocked out okay i was expecting like, i was expecting a line along the lines of of course we wouldn't be that lucky <laughs> or something like that <laughs> that's half implied at least yeah so like okay we need to get out of here and they start closing off uh, some of the other exits mm -hmm. and john is like let me do the final doors and Aaron's like, no, no, I'll do it. Aaron, no. This is my one. My job. Let me do this. And he starts going around the room, closing all the doors. And right as he's, right before, as he's closing the, the final to last door, but he's also hearing Scorpius' whisper a little bit again. Yeah. And so then he, at the last door, he closes it, and it starts closing, and then suddenly he hears people coming, so he hides around the corner. And it's Broca and the security guard like, help me here, Broca. Help this door. And... Can I because the guard is, has positioned himself almost between it, just yeah. hands on, on one on the door frame on the door. Brock is holding it to the side and he's like, "We're not going to get this open." Brock is like, "We're not going to get this open. I need something to stick between this door so it doesn't close." Oh look, there's a security guard here. So he just elbows the man's arm neatly because it yep. flips your elbow so you can't apply pressure, and the man just dies being crushed between the door. Yeah, but it does leave a neat opening for Brock to climb through. But he does, and John points his gun at his throat. He's like, hey, Braca, tell I love the line. He's like, tell me, is the rematch ever as good as the first fight? Yeah. <laughs> and he knocks Braca out. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay. Oh, well, that's he, all. Then, he then tries to start working, getting the security guard out of that door so the door can close. But then, of course, of course, Scorpius appears. Yeah. And like, hand to the throat. <laughs> I was going to say, his hand appears first on John's throat. Yep. Hand to the throat, and with his other hand, he pushes the door open. Yeah, he just sh shoves it. He gives it a shove, and it just opens completely. Like, this this door that Braca and that security guard could not keep from closing, like, Scorpius just shoves with one hand. Yeah. He's like, nope, boop. Scorpius is strong. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's got Crichton by the throat. And he's like, what do you put in my head? A consciousness. A neurochip, whatever it is, it's been in your head, touching every aspect of your personality. This is tapping him on the forehead. And your memory. And I'm like, uh oh. Yeah, he says it's a neurobiotracer, a seed that's been growing inside your brain. I wouldn't be surprised if it's saved your life a few times since it, you it has. escaped the gamut base. Yeah, it has. But it terrifies me that he's actually affecting John's personality and memories. Yeah. It's like deep seated, like getting its roots into all just aspects of him. Changing John, not just whispering in his ear, no, just fundamentally changing John. Yeah, but then, um, then the rod starts failing. Yeah, because you can see something leaking out of his rod containment thingy. There's yeah, water coming out, and his skin's turning a different color. He's just like starting to drool a little bit, and he's like collapses down onto the onto his knees. Still has John in his throat. He's like, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I like can't, John uh, being, being like, well, you have something in me in my head. Well, I mean your head. Well, he's like, now you got a little piece of me in you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he throws John to the ground. And then his nurse comes running in. Mm -hmm. And he's like, change it, change it now, ah, change it. So it, like it unscrews from his head. She takes out the faulty one. And she looks at it. It's like, what is this? And explodes. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> She dies. Oh, of course. 
Because yeah, you yeah. see her face completely scar, uh, uh, scarred with blood and scorch marks out of focus in the foreground for where John was uh, being held. And she yeah. just slumps to the side and she's dead. Yeah, it, it took me a couple of viewings to realize that, no, like the paste explodes. Yeah. And it's like, that's why, you know, she got blown up. Which is a bummer because it would have been way nicer if it exploded in Scorpius's head. Yeah, but... they're like just in time. Yeah. But Scorpius is like, grabs Crichton again and is like, Insert the rod, John! He's trying you can't to let you die! He's trying to get John to do it, and he's, and John's fighting it, but his body is moving on its own. It's, I love the acting of both actors here, by the way. This scene is amazing, because John takes out a rod, and he has it in one hand, and you can he's shaking all over. You can see mm. the... the the exertion on his face, trying to fight his own body, yeah. forcing himself not to insert the rod. And Scorpius is like, change it, change it, change it, as he's slowly falling apart. Yeah, like he's drooling and grimacing. and Yeah, yeah. And the coloration seems to be getting worse. Yeah. And he's like, he he's also his, we know Scorpius is a very composed person. He's anything but in this yeah, scene. Yeah, Pure desperation, pure almost death. Yeah, and oh, I love this because like he's like insert the rod, insert the rod, and like it's, I mean it's I'm not gonna I don't probably don't need to say how suggestive that is. No, and John realizes I that love, as well because I love it. Is he's got the rod? He's like he's grimacing. He's like you're really not my type. <laughs> yeah, and he pushes him away, falls to the ground, throws it, and he's like throws that thing on the floor, and he's like die, you freak, even if. It means I die as well. Still... And you can hear Scorpius being like, None, neither of us can die here, John. And I love this. He starts crawling away and singing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. I love that. He's just like, oh, say can you see? Because he needs something else to, to, to drown out Scorpius' voice oh, in his head, I guess. brilliantly mad. I love it. It's brilliant. I believe that was um, ad-libbed. By John? Yeah, that oh, by, sorry, by uh, uh, ben, Browder. ben Browder. That wasn't in the script, yeah. Nice, because it, it, it portrays exactly what he's doing at that point. It, like, it wasn't in the script, but it took 15 takes to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good, it's like that, you know, I just block it out, but of course John is singing the Star Spangled Banner because yeah, he's John. And as he's crawling away, you can hear Scorpius say, Save me! Save me! Commanding, not begging, commanding. And his hand is reaching reaching the rod reaching. and could... it's shaking and it's almost done shaking and then we cut fade to black i love that fade to black like his his hand is like just stretching out and shaking and it doesn't thump to the ground it doesn't grab it but it fades to black and it's like yeah we're not entirely sure if he ever makes it or not and if he even has the strength at that point to put it in himself oh wow what a great scene i love that scene That's so much good scene yeah so good culmination of that entire arc between the two for uh, for this ep- uh, for this season well i mean right. we still have a few episodes for this for this episode certainly it's like yeah. we've seen the build-up of Crichton's visions and the voices in his head and he's mm-hmm. fighting it and and this is where that all comes to a head ask this is right there yeah and of course it's driving Crichton even crazier and you know it's crawling away singing star spangled banner it's mm-hmm. so it's so good and like, what a great ad lib from Ben Browder because that is perfect for John. That's exactly. I... That's what he'd do. It's silly, but it also signifies that he, he's trying to drown Try out Scorpius' voice out, yeah. by focusing on something, by holding on to something else. In this case, kind of, yeah, yeah. The Star Spangled Banner. 
I, I really like it when uh, actors just seem to understand their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can add little bits like that. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we go back to Moya. Rigel is, of course, incredibly excited about their newfound wealth. He's like, we're rich. <laughs> and Zan's like, hey, we said we weren't going to spend anything until we bought the slaves and Dago's son. Like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll spend it after that. And he's like, oh, yes, of course. But don't tell me you're not all thinking about it. <laughs> and Dargo is like, thank you, uh, Stark. Well, and Stark's actually apologetic because he's like, I'm, I'm deeply ashamed because I yeah. cracked under the pressure. And he, but Zan and Dargo are both like, look, you're the reason we got this far in the first place. Hmm. That's, that's still worth something. Yeah. And uh, you, you've proven yourself a worthy friend. Chiana then, as Stark and Sam move away, Chiana moves up to Dargo and's like, well, that was quite a speech. And Dargo says, that tortured soul, he just gave me a chance to find my son. And Chiana's like, what about the other tortured soul? Of course, yeah, meaning, what about your other tortured friend? Yeah, of course, meaning John. And says, Dargo says, friends help each other. And then Chiana... Additionally. Yeah, he's clearly still mad at John. But Chiana says, friends also forgive each other. Yeah. It's like, we know that Dargo's not an easy person to be friends with. He doesn't make friends easily. Nope. But, I mean, come on, it's John, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're like best buddies. Uh, so I, I think they're not exactly best not quite, buddies. No, but it's, they're, it's, they're They have an interesting friends. relationship. Sometimes they're really close, and sometimes they're at opposites, uh, opposite ends. I mean, everybody everybody's fought with their friends like, once or twice. Oh, yeah. You know, that happens. Definitely. Um. And if anybody, but if anybody can hold a grudge, it's Darko. Yeah. <laughs> so it does make sense that he's not going to get over it very easily. But you know, forgive John, man. Like, you know, you can work things out, okay? <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah. So now we go to see Crichton and Aaron, and uh, he tells Aaron about the chip in his head. Mm-hmm. It's like put it in me, and it was. Uh, it was real. He really put something in in my head. Well, yeah, because after Won't Get Fooled Again, Harvey erased the memory of it, so John didn't know about it. Yeah, and I'm guessing Harvey had a harder time erasing it this time. Yeah, or like it was buried in there, and it seems... The way he says, like, it was real, is like, I, did, I didn't imagine that. Yeah, he, I, he, I think he still isn't entirely able to convey to Aaron what it is exactly that's in his head. He's having a hard time articulating it. And yeah, I get, which like, I'm assuming is Harvey just trying to stamp that out. Again, like, props to Ben Browder. Like, he really gets across the struggle of communicating mm-hmm. when he's trying to talk about this or when he's got the voices of Scorpius in his head. It, it really feels like, you know, it's that thing where you can't get the words out even when you should be able to, and it's frustrating and hard to talk about and he does he actually does a really good job acting mm-hmm. that out but he's like it's really hard to let scorpius die and part of me wishes still wishes i'd saved him and i'm like oh there's the personality things that scorpius was talking about yep Shit. but i mean importantly like we've not seen anything definitive but john believes that uh, scorpius is dead yeah and he says to aaron I love this line. This is great. He says, I meant what I said to you. I mean, I meant what I didn't get to say to you. <laughs> I meant what I didn't say to you. <laughs> and she's like, I know. He puts his head on her shoulder and she scoots in and holds him. Yeah. And I love that because that's one of the first times that we've seen Aaron comfort John, not the other way around. Yeah, and I really like that line of, I mean what I didn't say. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, and of course, yeah, it's good to see them. And the... that's where the episode ends. Not quite. I know. <laughs> one more tiny little scene. Of tiny course. scene. Because we did say this was part one of three, right? Exactly. And we're like, oh, okay, well, this is all neatly wrapped I up. Like, Everything's I like fine. how it's neatly wrapped up for a first parter, actually. But, but of there's... course, there is a twist. Yes, because we get a shot of the uh, dark cargo bay where yeah. all the uh, ingots are. And we see one of the ingots, like two hatches open. His legs come out of it. Eight and, legs. And the like top comes off of the container. Uh-huh. And it like sprouts legs and just runs along the floor and starts dripping acid, which is like melting the floor, and it just says to be continued. Yep. Like, more spiders! <laughs> ah more spiders! Ah <laughs> Also the money is alive, apparently. Yeah. Interesting thing about that, because remember, this was originally meant for Scorpius yeah, by Natura. Right? <laughs> so she was trying to double cross him. She was setting him up, yeah. And, and we actually get a hint at that, because when uh, they're trying to escape with the gold, one of Natura's underlings says to her, like, the uh, Delphian is almost out with the, uh, with the uh, ingots, and she says, fine, let her have it. She's the least of our, that's the least of our concern. Yeah. That's why she knew that <laughs> stuff was booby trapped. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I can't remember if Scorpius is there for that scene, but I mean, that doesn't. That's not going to tip him off because obviously, if she gets Crichton, then he, then mm-hmm. that's still more important. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who knows if we'll see? I hope we get to see Natira again. Yeah, I hope so. It's very ambiguous, like what happened to her um, at the end of the uh, episode. But like, did did she make it out? What, I mean. There's no reason she had to make it out. That that was her home. That's true. So it's pre- like they got out and Scorpius got wounded. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Scorpius being nursed to health there mm, next episode. We will find out. Oh man! All right. So let's uh, let's let's say what do we think of this episode? I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's pace. It's a nice, fast-paced episode. Just mm. set up. Okay, this is what we're doing. There's already complications at the start with Dargo being captured, and then mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. when Scorpius arrives, it's just nail-biting tension. Yeah. I had several moments where I was just nails on my hand, hands, just, ah, come on, come on, come on. Because <laughs> knowing it's a three-parter means that, you know, anything can happen. They could get captured, things could go horribly wrong, because they have two episodes to solve that. <laughs> so this, the ending of this episode was completely up in the air. Yeah. Um, the other stuff that was really great was, like we said, the set design was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the costuming and makeup and prosthetics for Natira like, is an amazingly realized great. character. Like, fantastic. And we have those great establishing shots of the Shadow Depository. Just, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like you said, the pacing, and it all comes together very well. And uh, just great acting from... I think standout is Ben Browder for this episode. Yeah, the entire crew did great, but Ben Browder just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, because he has to portray, you know, John's struggle with the voice in his head and, Mm -hmm. like, his defeat afterwards. Because at the end, like, he's beaten Scorpius, but he's still kind of defeated and, like, dejected. And he's like, I just, like, there's a part of me that wishes I'd saved him. And, you know, yeah, yeah, what's it doing to my head? You know, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Uh, so yeah, overall, like really, really good episode. And if this is the kind of quality we can look forward to for the next two episodes, I'm very excited. Hell yes! 
Alright, do you want to uh, put a rating on this? What do we want to put on this? I am very conflicted between 4 and 5. I mean, easily a 4. Definitely. Yeah, oh yeah, no, no. Like, Without a doubt. Easily it, a 4. It's never going lower than that. This, do we like, want to bump it up to top marks? Do we want to do that for Season 2? Because there's only one thing I would change, which is make it slightly more clear that Rigel swaps container, because that confused the hell out of me. Because I... There, he does say it. He does say it verbally. He does say no, like. Rumbles it. I get, I had a hard time hearing it, at least. So. I mean, if that is in his dialogue where he says like, "Okay, here's the plan. You know, climb out, switch over, use the gadget," and it's very quick and yeah, easy to miss. I could have been made but, a little more clear, but. But aside from that, there is nothing I would change here. I. Should we do it? I think I'm good. I mean, I'll give it a five. It's not. The way we weren't. Let's be no, clear about it's that. It's a very different kind of episode. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, like when we're comparing those two, like that is a much more personal story and emotional stakes are high. This, it's like the stakes are high, but they're, you know, it's a bank job. It's, mm -hmm. you know. And I still think The Way We Weren't is a better episode than this. That's mostly because, no, I enjoyed it more. That's probably the right word for it. Hmm. I think they're about equal quality. I enjoyed the way we went more simply because it's a very character-focused episode and that yeah. I, I just eat that stuff up. Yeah, but for like... Anybody an... who's been listening for longer <laughs> than three episodes knows that by now. Yeah, but for like an action-packed like episode, this is like top quality. All right, yes. let's do it. Five out of five. You did five it. Five. We got there. Nice. All right, that was... Uh, and that was only part one. So we got two yeah, more parts no. to this three-parter. And... Oh, God. Don't, don't be better than this. <laughs> Otherwise, we're, we're going to get a tricky situation here. <laughs> we'll see. Like, like we said before, like the ratings are just you know not to be taken too seriously. So, all right, let's see what's up next week. So, next week is, of course, Liars, Guns, and Money Part 2, uh, which is called With Friends Like These. Ah, ooh, I like that title. And do we want a synopsis? No. Like it's very brief, it's one line. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah, no, let's do this. With Jothi in Scorpius's hands, the crew of Moya recruits several former friends, in heavy air quotes, to raid the Shadow Depository. Okay. <laughs> like, you have my fucking attention. <laughs> yeah, so just a quick bit of a side like background info. David Kemper, a screenwriter and executive producer for Farscape, he mm -hmm. said... We knew where we were going at the beginning of the year with these episodes. Like, we had three episodes in mind. So the first one was going to be based on Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then the second one was going to be The Dirty Dozen or Seven Samurai. Oh, and, yes! And we'll get to what the third one is later. We won't worry yeah. about that right now. But... Yeah. Well, mm. <laughs> and mm. that's what's coming up next week. So, yeah. Is it next week yet? <laughs> How about now? Is it next week yet? No, 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 no. How about now? No. <laughs> yeah, this is shaping up to be really good. Like, if we can expect the same level of quality from next week's episode, oh, man, I'm I'm excited. I might... Yeah, no, I am. I'm, like we I'm said, going to watch that earlier than I usually do. I'm pretty certain <laughs> of that. Like we said, like, a few... Early in on season two, we were like, oh, this is a bit, you know, up and down. It's not quite consistently great it's there's a few odd episodes mm. now we're on the sort of on the home stretch it's like we had what do we have we had 
Won't Get Fooled Again was really good. Lock It was pretty good. Ugly Truth, Clockwork Nabari, Liars, Guns and Money Part 1. If Part 2 is the same, then that's going to be great. And hopefully yeah. Part 3. And then the final, like it's ramping up and it's yes. really great. And but, Yeah, this was a fantastic episode. Yeah, 5 out of 5. Yeah, we'll get, but we'll get back to the other ones next week. Yeah, definitely don't miss that. We will be back next week with Liars, Guns and Money Part 2 with friends like these. And uh, we will see you then. And we hope you enjoyed the, this episode. And if you want to find more about us, you can find us on Twitter at Hats and at Vidalkin in Tree. Mm-hmm. And go to cartwahats.co.uk for previous episodes and my other projects. And there is the Hats Patreon, patreon.com slash which supports this podcast and everything else, including uh, live streams on Twitch at Hats, of course, and you know anything else that comes up out of that. <laughs> other projects he's thinking about. Yeah, there are, there's a few. Shh. Quiet those spoilers. <laughs> I won't say anything. My lips are sealed. Shh. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll see you next time, and uh, thanks for listening, and have a good week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>